Good morning. How are you today?、Uh, welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. We are looking at Psalm two.、Uh, I tried. I tried doing this this morning.、Uh, went out to Midsummer Common. It was so beautiful, but the cows, <laughs> the terrifying cows, they chased me away. So, well, here I am back in my room,、um, looking at Psalm two. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much、uh, for the cows,、uh, for this morning, and for your word. Help us to see how you are Lord, you are good, and help us to love that, to submit to that. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Psalm two. Why do the nations conspire, and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers gather together. Against the Lord and against His anointed one, His King. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. You know, think of handcuffs. You know, break those chains. And so this is a lot of people conspiring to fight against God. You know, peoples and nations in verse one, kings and rulers fighting against God's chosen King.、It、says, "I'm King." But I don't want you to be king over me. So that's the context. Lots of people ganging up against God. Verse four: The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, "I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill." So on the one hand, God finds it funny. He scoffs, <laughs> but on the other hand, he doesn't find it funny. You know, he rebukes them in his anger. He says, "Hey, you know, I have chosen my king. You need to submit to him." And what's interesting is that the one who speaks this is king. He is enthroned in heaven, but he chooses another king, a king who receives his authority, his approval. Whom he says to us, submit to this king, submit to my chosen, well, anointed one, which just means Christ, God's chosen king, Jesus. Talking about Jesus, verse seven, I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, "You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with." An iron scepter, an iron stick, and you will dash into pieces like pottery. You break them apart with this iron stick. So the person saying this now is the son, the chosen king, because it says, "This is what my father is saying to me." You know, you will be this king over all these nations. You know, these nations who are ganging up. You know, verse one to fight against you. No, they will submit to you. God says. Even though God installs this king, if you remember verse six on Zion in Jerusalem, in this one nation, God says you will be king over all the nations, not just the people who accept you, who love you. Actually, over all peoples who might not love you, who might not acknowledge you, you know, you are king over them. Speaking again of Jesus, you know, just because you don't acknowledge him as king, just because maybe all your friends don't acknowledge him as king. If God has made him king, he is king. That's what it's saying. Verse ten. Therefore, now this is the application. 
you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice, but with trembling, trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take their refuge in him. So the application of the psalm is first and foremost to all these kings, to all these rulers, to all these nations who don't want to acknowledge this king. How, how, do, you, how do you make sense of that? Uh, during my Bible study, one of uh, my friends said, you know, this is terrifying. And how do, you, do we reconcile this picture of this angry, you know, fearful God and king with a loving God, with a loving Savior? Uh, thankfully, I think the Bible helps us understand the Bible. I think the New Testament makes a direct reference to this psalm in speaking about Jesus. And that, that's always helpful. <laughs> How does this fit in with Jesus? Um, this is Acts chapter 4 and verse 25. Why do the nations rage, peoples plot in vain? Kings of the earth take their stand against the Lord and his anointed one. Word for word, Psalm 2. And here are the apostles speaking Psalm 2 as a prayer, but thinking about the cross, thinking about the cross. And they help us understand this, verse 27. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you have anointed, whom you've made king. And so here, it's making a direct one-to-one -one connection of the nations and the peoples and the kings and the rulers with Herod, Pontius Pilate, Gentiles, and the peoples of Israel. And you think, when did they gang up against Jesus? On the cross. It's when Jesus was killed on the cross because for claiming to be king, claiming to be the Christ, they killed him. They didn't want him as a king. But it's saying, that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know for sure, 100%, that he is the king. Not because everyone loves him, not because everyone submits to him, but because everyone seems to be rejecting this king. Everyone seems to be hating this king. But that's how you know that God has chosen him on the king and as king. And that's, how, that's how, what you see on the cross. You know, rejection, our sin. By the way, sin is rejection, is rebellion. But also, the how common it is for people to not want Jesus to be their king. But also then, what about us who do claim that Jesus is king? How do we then apply this to us? You know, again, there's a picture of that fearfulness, that a picture of judgment. Is that what we are meant to pray for? You know, God will judge them, you know, punish them for not accepting Jesus as king. Well, verse 28 says, they did what your power and your will had decided beforehand should happen, meaning, meaning God caused them to reject him as king. Verse 29, now Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. And this is the, the crux of the prayer, of the application towards us who are Christians today. When we see that opposition, <laughs> when we see people who really just reject Jesus out of the hardness of their hearts, do we reject them? The Bible says no. We speak the gospel to them. It says, now Lord, consider their threats and enable us to speak Jesus, to speak your word with boldness. Please don't be afraid of that, but maybe be even more eager to speak Jesus into that situation. You know, one of the most loving things 
to speak to a friend whom you can see is headed towards a very destructive path. It's not to say, oh, no, uh, it, it's okay, things will work out. But actually it might be to lovingly say, maybe you need to turn away from that and turn back to God. You know, They may not know that this is an option. They may not know that God is actually such a loving God who has given us such a loving king. They may not know that. But because you do, and because you have this good news, you can speak that truth into their lives and help them to see that Jesus is this loving, this sacrificial, this God's chosen king over our lives and theirs as well. This is Psalm 2. Um, for what it's worth, again, just my reflections on this. Thank you so much to uh, my Bible study leader, to everyone who contributed in that discussion. You know, that, that's just helped me to understand and appreciate this and apply this in my own life. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you that Jesus, he is king, that he is loving. But help us to see how he is also our judge. You know, that helps us to see that we are to call people to submit to him today, to throw off their rebellion today, and to see how they can call him their Lord and their Savior today. Help us to do this with boldness, with grace, and with love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take care. God bless. Bye. And Pontius Pilate conspired, and they fought against Jesus on the cross. That's how you know that Jesus is king.